In this mini episode of Let's Talk About Mental Health, I'm talking about dealing with financial stress. Let's talk. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast about mental health and well-being hosted by Jeremy Godwin. Let's talk about mental health, because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to a bonus mini episode of Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast about improving your mental health and well-being. I'm Jeremy Godwin. Thank you for joining me. This episode is going out on Wednesday, the 25th of March, 2020. I can't believe now I have to actually flag the date in these podcasts because things are changing so rapidly. We are all facing one of the most challenging situations in decades, if not longer. Not only is coronavirus COVID-19 continuing its rapid spread around the world, but the economy is kind of in the toilet, in part because of all of the shutdowns. I'm sure that many of you have either lost your jobs, had reductions in hours or pay, or you probably know someone who's been affected financially. First, let me say this. To the millions of people around the world who have lost their jobs, I am truly sorry for what you're going through. I've been through it myself a few years ago, and at the time, I thought it was the end of the world. So with that in mind, I'm going to share a few bits of advice for dealing with financial stress while still looking after your mental health. Now, before I get into the advice, a quick disclaimer. Any advice and information in this podcast is general only and does not take into account your particular circumstances and needs. I make this point because, at least here in Australia, as I'm sure it is elsewhere, personal financial advice can only be provided by an individual who is licensed to provide that kind of advice. So should you require more detailed advice that is around your specific circumstances, please see a qualified professional. With that said, let's get into some general advice. First things first, acceptance. I firmly believe that the beginning of dealing with all of this is to accept the situation as it is. Look, I get it. I'm self-employed and this week I'm having to make some really hard decisions about changing my focus and my expectations given the situation that so many of us are in. It is what it is. Look, feel what you need to feel, grieve if you need to, but don't get stuck in grief or anger or sorrow. It is what it is. And none of this is personal you're not being punished. In episode 24 of the podcast, I shared a quote by an unknown author, which is, things don't happen to you, they just happen. And that's the situation that we're in. Think about what you have control over. The only things that you have direct control over are your words, your actions, and your feelings. So stop trying to control stuff that's out of your control and accept the situation as it is, because that will then allow you to deal with the situation as it is. Now, with that said, let's talk about some specific bits of advice. First, assess and track your spending. If you haven't already done this, sit down and review your bank statements for the past 6 to 12 months and take the time to really understand where every single dollar of your money has been going. Next, prioritise. Put everything into three categories. Things are divided up into either luxuries, nice to have, or must have. You need to be a little blunt and brutal when you do this. So when you are prioritizing, if you need to start taking things out, luxuries are the first to go. 
if nobody else has told you this, let me tell you, you will survive without those Gucci loafers. I mean, I know, who knew, right? Drop your luxuries, and then if you need to, be prepared to drop the nice-to-have things, if you must, so that you can focus on your must-have items. Your must-have is your basic stuff. I'm talking about rent, food, utilities. You need to start from that point first. Work from your basic survival requirements, and then consider if you can afford to add on a few nice-to-haves, like a Netflix subscription, for example. Everybody's got their own prioritization there. Personally, I consider internet access to be an essential. It's how I keep touch with the rest of the world. It's how I put out my podcast. And with most of us being in lockdown or heading in that direction, it, for me, is an essential. But you have to make the choice that is right for you based on the resources that you have available. If that means that you're on an expensive phone plan and you need to change that, change it. If you need to switch over to a prepaid plan and just focus on living within your means, this is not the time to be embarrassed to do things like that. There is no shame in doing what you need to do to survive. Following on from prioritizing is to make a budget. You need to be completely clear about what is coming in and what is going out. Every single dollar and cent needs to be accounted for. Whatever your situation is, make a budget that calculates your weekly, fortnightly, monthly spend right down to the last cent so that you know exactly what needs to be paid and how you're going to manage what money you do have. Further to that is then to plan. And a lot of us, myself included, grew up not having a lot of money. I grew up with a mother who was receiving benefits as a, as a single parent. And I distinctly remember the boom and bust cycle of payday would come, we'd have nice things to eat for a few days, and then... My mother got paid fortnightly, so it would be a week or maybe a week and a half that we would then end up having to survive on just buttered toast and instant noodles until next payday. Don't get into that cycle. Create a plan so that you don't have ups and downs if you can help it, because that will enable you to be more consistent, which then may reduce the impact of all of this uncertainty on your mental health. Try to keep things as consistent as possible. Now, as part of that, the next point is if you need to make changes, make changes. And if you need to make tough decisions, then make tough decisions. You know, a really basic example here is if you're prone to online shopping and you can no longer afford it, stop browsing online stores um, if you're an emotional purchaser. You need to make tough decisions. I'm supposed to be doing a postgraduate degree online. However, this week I've made the decision to postpone that indefinitely because this is not the time to be running up more student debt. Some choices are difficult, but the easy choice is not always the right choice. You do what you need to do to make ends meet. Speaking of, one of the things that worked really effectively for me when I was out of work was to put money away in a separate account for regular essentials like utilities, petrol, internet, car registration, etc. And then add to that regularly every time I got paid. So if you've not done this before, I highly recommend you open another account if you don't already have a spare account. Please make sure that it's one that doesn't charge you fees just to have the account open. There is plenty of choice out there in terms of banking. There are plenty of free accounts from banks that are covered by government guarantees for deposits. You know, don't pay extra for an extra account if you don't need to. 
Work out what your average monthly, quarterly, or annual expenses are. Divide them by 12 for monthly if you get paid monthly, 26 for fortnightly, or 52 for weekly, and then put that amount away religiously. For example, if you know that you have to pay $520 a year on car registration, then divide that weekly and put away $10 a week. It will make an enormous difference. You will be less inclined to miss $10 a week than you will be having to scrounge around to find $520 when registration comes. Like I said, I did it when I was unable to work and it was one of the best things that I could have possibly done because I knew that the money was there when I needed it for the basics. Even though things were very, very tight in order to make that happen and still pay my rent, it made a difference. If you can, put aside a little extra to treat yourself every now and then. Even an extra $5 or $10 here or there means that you can then later on treat yourself with a book purchase or a movie rental because those little things will make a huge difference to your mental health. That leads into my next point, which is that you do what you need to do. When I was completely broke and I could not find the money for rent, I held a couple of garage sales and I sold a whole bunch of stuff on eBay. Now, I know that we cannot exactly have garage sales at the moment, but you can certainly look at what your options are. If there's stuff that you're able to sell online, sell it. My point is that you do what you need to do to make ends meet. And if that involves having to let go of some things that you treasured, so be it. It's just stuff. Now, I've talked about rent a few times. If you do rent, talk to your landlord as soon as possible if you haven't already done so. Let them know what your situation is and see what options you might have. They may not be willing to work with you to find a solution, but then again, they might. And if you don't ask, you don't get. Speaking of speaking to people, speak to your creditors. Explain your situation clearly and find out what hardship provisions they have in place. Please do not just go out and get a loan or put everything on credit to make ends meet without at least talking to your creditors first. That's what I did and it made the situation way worse because instead of dealing with the debt that I already had, I went and got more debt to try to pay the debt and it just all turned to crap. It made everything worse both financially and in terms of my mental health. The best time to talk to your creditors is yesterday. The second best time is today. Further to that is about making financially responsible decisions. Remember, we have no idea how long all this is going to go on for, or how long it will take things to return to some semblance of normality afterwards. I'm going to be really blunt here. The reality is that we could be facing many months or possibly years of economic issues because of this, so do not make short-sighted decisions. Another thing that you can do is to review your living arrangement if you really need to. If you have to downsize or make changes, then you might need to make a decision to move back into the family home or maybe move in with a relative or friend. If you have a spare room, consider renting it out. Let me just say here, if you are moving in with friends or relatives, please make sure that you have a very clear agreement in place about who pays for what and preferably in writing because that will save you some issues later on down the track potentially. Okay, so those are all financial related actions and I want to now talk about a couple of things that are mental health related quite specifically. And the first is address stress related to financial difficulties. 
So don't try to just avoid, if you are under stress around finances, don't try to just avoid it. And also don't self-medicate or do things like, you know, drowning out your sorrows by getting drunk because it will just make matters worse tomorrow. That's my point before about, you know, as scary as it might feel, as confronting as it might feel, this is the time to tackle things head on and work out where you are and what the reality is so that you can then move forward from there. Also, at this time, prioritize your mental health. If you need to regularly see a professional, like a therapist, or if you take medication to deal with your mental health issues, or both, make that a priority. Please don't skip these essential actions, because you will just make things worse for yourself in the future. Look after your mental health, because it's the most valuable thing that you have. Another piece of advice is to ask for help. This is not the time to try to be strong and independent. If you need help, ask for it. Lean on your community, even if it's just for a mutual shoulder to cry on when you need an outlet. If you have relatives or friends who are able to assist you financially, then the time for holding back because of pride or fear has passed. Ask for help if you need it. And then my final point around mental health at this time is fairly similar to what I've already been saying, but I just need to reiterate it. Take action now. Don't leave things until the problem gets worse. So do what you need to do. Take action now. Look, there is absolutely no denying that these are difficult times. The thing about difficulties, though, is that how we get through them is up to each of us. Regardless of what's happening in the world around us, we always have the option to choose our response. So what is your choice? Will you give in to fear or will you hold on to hope? The future is not written. And all that you can truly do is to focus on today. Do what you can to work through your situation and be as positive as you can. And take things one step at a time, one day at a time. That's it for this mini episode of Let's Talk About Mental Health. If you found this program useful, please share it with someone that you know. For more advice on improving and maintaining your mental health and well-being, check out the weekly Let's Talk About Mental Health podcast, available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can also read each episode's transcript at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. That's letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. New episodes are released weekly, Monday morning in Australia and New Zealand, Sunday evening in the UK and Ireland, and Sunday afternoon in the US and Canada. Thank you for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness in the world, because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time.